book of Jeremiah, chapter number 6. It's good to see you in the house of God this morning. I want you to stand with me for just a few minutes, and I'm going to give you a little introduction while you stand. I'm going to give you some time to get up and stretch your legs a little bit. I'm going to preach you a message this morning entitled, uh, The Way of the Lord. Good to have the Williams family. Appreciate y'all being with us. I'm going to preach a message, The Way of the Lord. That's a a term in the Bible. The way of the Lord happens many times in the Bible. It is an expression that denotes a pathway that we should follow. I'm going to tell you something, Christian. There's a pathway for the Christian life. There's a providential way that God has chosen that you and I are to follow. There's another meaning of way. It just doesn't mean a pathway or a roadway or a highway. There's another meaning to the word way, and that is a method. A method. And so a method is something that is a strategy, a plan, a course of action, a procedure, a system. A way can be an adverb that describes the pathway, the highway, the roadway, but it can also be a noun that means a method. You say, what's that mean, a method? Well, you ever heard this expression, Grandpa was set in his ways? And so the way, the procedure, the method is what keeps us on the way, the pathway. Are you all with me? Do you need some Mountain Dew this morning? Amen, or some coffee. The Lord's way is not just a pathway for our feet, it's a procedure for our heart. And the procedure in the heart keeps you on the pathway of life. Amen. The Lord's way, the way of the Lord. It's a procedure for our heart. It's a method for our mind. It's a system for our spirit. Thank God for His way. Let me tell you something. Life is most definitely like a roadway. But in order to stay on the right way, you've got to have the right procedure. Amen. Too many people are getting off the, the Lord's way, the way of the Lord, because they're following not the wrong road, but the wrong procedure to get them on the right road. Y'all with me? They're, following, they're getting it wrong before they ever get to the intersection. They've got it Wrong, and the Bible says here in Jeremiah six sixteen, he gives us three methods to stay on the right way. Jeremiah six, verse number sixteen, an old verse, but I'm going to give you some new insight on it. Thus saith the Lord: Stand ye in the ways. Look at that plural. Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your so, the, many, the reason many today are not walking on the Lord's way is they're following the instruction of the devil's way. They're following the wrong procedure, and it gets them on the wrong road. Here is a way to get on the right way. Give you three ways to get there. Let's pray. Father, take the message. Thank you for the singing. Thank you for the good spirit that we felt this morning. I pray now that you'd build us up and encourage us with the word of God. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Don't in life, do not listen to the wrong voices. Do not listen to the wrong instruction because it'll put you on the wrong road. And once you get on the wrong road, it's hard to get off of that road and on to the right road. I remember following a procedure. I'm talking about the way is a procedure, the way is a pathway. I remember just a few weeks ago, I followed the wrong procedure and it put me on the wrong path. There is an app that I use called Waze, W-A-Z-E. And Waze is a GPS system. And I was going to Elk Creek. 
And I, I said, boy, I'll just put that in my GPS, and I did. And that daggone thing routed me all the way. Instead of going up 81 down to Elk Creek, it routed me. It said, it's going to take me through Slimps Creek. Y'all know, y'all don't know where I'm going with this. And Comer's Rock and Hales Lake. And I thought, well, I ain't never been that way before, and I bet it's a nice scenic way. I'll just go. And so I turned off on Slimps Creek, and I was heading up through there, and that GPS said, cannot connect to the internet. <laughs> there I was in the middle of nowhere, didn't know where I was, and I thought, I know the way there. I'm going to turn around and go back the way I came and get on the road I know. Amen. What are you saying, preacher? The way of the Lord is a method, it is a procedure, but it also puts us on the right pathway. Somebody say amen. Yes, sir. And the Bible says, first of all, when you, I'm going to give you three ways, quick ways and easy ways to stay on the right path. In the ways. Look what he says here. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways. Now, wait a minute. If I'm standing in a ways that is plural, there is more than one way. Is that right? That means there's multiple choices as I stand there. That means that basically the Bible is saying that when we're here in Jeremiah 6.16, we're at an intersection of life and you have to make a decision. I remember pulling up to an intersection many years ago. Me and my father-in-law and Lisa was driving two men. Can you imagine a woman driving two men? And she said, I don't know which way to go. Daddy and Jess said, you can get anywhere in the world from this intersection right here. You know what? That life is like that. You can get any, listen to me carefully, today is an intersection in your life and you can go anywhere in the world from this intersection right here. Amen. We need to choose the right way and we need a system that helps us to choose the right way. I've got a GPS right here in my hand and praise God, it'll never say cannot connect to the internet. Amen. Glory to God. I'm glad I have a system and a right way. So the Bible says, first of all, when you stand at the ways, you've got to make a decision. The Bible says, number one, write this down. The first S is stand. The Lord says, when you make it to that intersection, just stand. That is the Greek word, and it means to just stop. It means the Hebrew, sorry, the Hebrew word emdu, and it means to just stop, steal yourself, gain your composure before you move through that intersection. Somebody say amen. amen. Too often you and I come to the intersections of life and we do not emdu. <laughs> amen. We don't stop. We go bullheaded, headstrong right through there without looking around, without making choices, without understanding the consequences of our choices, and we get in a mess in life, number one, because we came to the intersection of life and did not stop. And the first thing God says to do is stop, steal yourself, be patient, and gain your composure. Wait. Anybody like waiting? Anybody like waiting when you make a phone call and it says dial one for English? You like waiting? I get aggravated. Anybody like going to the doctor and have to sit in the waiting room? I don't either. 
Anybody like going to the restaurant and getting one of them little flashing things and they give it to you and you go somewhere else and you go shop out in the gift shop, Cracker Barrel, and you just wait? I don't even like that. Amen. Amen. Anybody like waiting when you go to the doctor and they take off this little spot off your face or somewhere and you're waiting on a biopsy? <laughs> That's a long wait. And the Bible, but the Bible says, now wait a minute, here's the very first thing we do. When you get to the intersection of life and the crossroads of life and you need to make a decision, the best thing to do is stop. Amen. M-do. Wait. Be patient. Don't lose your composure. Don't lose. Don't get in a hurry. Don't rush the options. Can I tell you something about God? God will steal you. God will help you be patient. God will give you the time you need. The devil, on the other hand, loves to rush you. The devil loves to make you anxious. The devil loves to cloud your mind while you're waiting. So you'll make the wrong decisions in life and get on the wrong road. Somebody say amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. The devil knows if we stop long enough. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. God delights in our way when we take his way. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, but the stops of a good man are ordered by the Lord too. God says the first thing you do is stop, steal, and stand. Number two, he says the second thing to do in this this verse is to see, stop, and to see. That word means to look around. That word means to observe. That word means to consider, to notice, to discern. When you come to the decisions of life, it's important to keep your eyes open. Not just focused on one thing, but when you come to that crossroads and you stop, you better use your peripheral vision. Too often we come to the crossroads of life. Don't you miss this. I'm giving you some wisdom for life. When you come to the crossroads of life, don't just stop and don't just get focused on one thing. Use your peripheral vision and keep your mind open. Amen. I mean, stay objective when you look at the decisions of life. Let me give you an example. I was driving the other day, and I came to a traffic light. That traffic light was green. That means that I get the right-of-way. I have the right-of-way when that light is green. And yet, if I would have focused on the green light, and I'd have focused on my way that I was going, I'd have gotten killed because there was an idiot coming the other way who ran his red light. Are you all with me? And so when I come to the intersections of life, I must stop and I must see. I must look at my options. I must pray about my options. That is exactly what God is saying here. Stay objective. The word here, see, is the word rawa. And it means more than just to look with the eyes. It means to consider with the heart. And when we go down the pathway of life, we're not to just look with our eyes. We're to consider with our heart. Consider. What do you consider, preacher? Deuteronomy 32 says, consider the latter end. Where is this road going? Amen. Hey, the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter number 25, consider the evil. The Bible says in uh, Job chapter 37, consider the wondrous works of God. The Bible says in Psalm 37, what happens to the wicked. The Bible says to consider the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, there's a lot of things to consider at the crossroads of life. 
There's a lot of things to consider to stay in the way of the Lord. The crossroads cause us to see three things. The circumstances we face, the influences that are persuading us, and the consequences of our choices. Somebody say amen. Yes, sir, sure does. Number three, he says not only to stand in the ways at the intersection, at the crossroad, not only to stand, not only to see, but to seek. He said, when you stand, he said, look around, and he said, then seek, seek. It's not, let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. Amen? There's nothing wrong with seeking the will of God. There's nothing wrong with seeking good, godly counsel from someone else. Amen. And so he says, ask, ask, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. God will ensure that you get the truth and the providential direction of God if we'll seek it when we get to the crossroads. He sure will. I believe that if the dark, in the darkest part of the jungles of South America or Africa, if somebody wanted to seek the truth, if somebody wanted the truth of God, God somehow will break through with the truth of the Word of God. I believe that with all my heart. I don't believe God would leave anybody in this world anywhere without the truth, without light. Amen. Sometimes we have to stop. Sometimes we have to see. Sometimes we have to seek. Number three. Before we make a decision, we ought to stop. We ought to see. And we ought to seek. One of the things that I took away from Bible college was this little saying. It meant more to me. I remember it more than anything. I want you to remember this. And if you want to write it down, that's fine. A little, just a little ditty here. The bi- or it said this. There are six things that taught me all I knew. And they were when, where, how, why, what. And who? Let me say that again. The Bible says to ask for the always. What do you ask? The uh, here this little ditty says there are six things that taught me all I knew: when, where, how, why, what, and who. <laughs> and then the Bible says this: What are we to ask for? And it says, ask for the old path. What do we just seek for? It says, seek for the old past. What's our instruction? The good way. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's a modern way today. There's a way of technology today. There's the way of the wicked today. But I'm glad to tell you, friend, there's an old path that still works. There's an old path that's still the best way. There's an old path that's a proven path. You say, preacher, you've got a 1611 King James Bible. I sure do. And its precepts are more up to date than the DSM psychological manual that's on my desk. Amen. Its prophecies are more up to date than tomorrow's headlines. I'm going to tell you something. The prescriptions in this word are better than the pharmacist could ever give you. Amen. There's principles here that will guide you all the days of your life and can extend into the life of your children and your grandchildren. I often thought about this. Why did God choose Abraham? Well, there's an answer to that question in Genesis chapter number 18. Here's what God said about Abraham. He said, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the name of my message the way of the Lord. 
They shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. And the Bible says the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. Let me tell you something. God fulfilled his promise to Abraham because Abraham taught his children the way of the Lord. I gave you three methods for, for helping you find the way of the Lord. I want to give you three quick reasons why it's the best way. Number one, it's the good way. The Bible says when you come to that crossroad, don't, it, don't just ask for the old path, ask for the good way. Amen. I've got a good way this morning. The good way is God's way. But this good way may go across the mountain, but it's a good way. This way may go through the valley, but it's a good way. This way may go through the rivers and the streams and have its trials and troubles, but I'm going to tell you something. This way is a good way. I'm glad I asked a long time ago where the old way and the old path and the good way was. Listen, these scriptural truths will endure forever. Jesus said, Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. <laughs> I've got a good word this morning. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. This word will keep you out of the slime pits of life. You know what a highway is? A highway is something that's built up so it keeps you out of the swamps. It keeps you out of the slime pits. It keeps you out of all the things that are that where the drainage goes off the road. I'm glad I'm on a new highway this morning, but it's an old path. Praise God. The old path is a, a good way. It's a good way. I'm going to tell you something. I'd rather have this. You say your Bible preacher that you're preaching out of is 411 years old. Yeah, but it's new every morning. Amen. Praise God. I'd rather have a King James Version as a New Age perversion. Amen. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something about the Word of God. It'll keep you out of the poorhouse. It'll keep you out of the nut house. Amen. <laughs> it'll keep you out of the jailhouse. Hey, it'll keep you out of the gambling house. Yes, sir. Amen, preacher. It'll keep you out of the whorehouse. Amen. Yes, sir. It'll keep you out of the swamps. It'll lift your feet from the miry clay and put them on the highway, the king's highway, praise God. I'm not studying today a book, a Koran that's going to make a terrorist out of me. I'm not studying today the intellects of Confucius that'll make me a new age guru. I'm not studying the Mingzi of the Chinese that'll, that'll launch me into some kind of karma. I'm not studying that stuff. I've got an old way, a good way, and it's God's way. Hey, it's the Word of God. Praise God. I've asked for the old way. I've searched for the good way. And he led me to his precious word. The Bible says every word of God is pure. He is a shield to them that put their trust in him. I'm glad he not only led me to a good way, he led me to a good church where there's some people that want to hear the word of God. Somebody say amen. It's a good way. Now I want to slow down just a minute because I've got just a few minutes and I've got to close. It's not just a good way, it's a godly way. It's a godly way. Boy, I got to thinking about this. I had to put some thought into this. I wrote some things down. It's a godly way. 
The difference, let me tell you something. There is a difference in a good man and a godly man. There's a difference. You think about this with me. There's a difference between a good man and a godly man. Oh, I know a lot of good people. I'm telling you, I know some good people. They work hard. They're good neighbors. They help. They're accommodating. They got a decent attitude. I mean, they're, they're good people. But they wouldn't dare darken the church door. They wouldn't dare get on their knees and pray a prayer. They wouldn't dare teach their children the way of the Lord like Abraham did. You see, there's a difference in a good man and a godly man. A good man has a job. A good man tries to raise a good family. A good man attempts to show some compassion. I mean, he does. There are some good people. My, my daughter was traveling back from uh, uh, up there in uh, South Dakota, North Dakota. And, and they was just young kids. Her and her husband just had got married. And they had a flat. And I mean, they, was, they said that they's come along. This guy and his hair was down to his elbows. He had tattoos all over him. He just got out of jail. He didn't have no teeth. He had, he'd been in fights and everything. He got out. Of, he parked his car, got out of his car, and helped them change their tire. Got back and said, see you later. Listen, there ain't nothing wrong with that. That's a pretty good man. I don't care what he looks like. He may have been a good man, but I kind of doubt being just getting out of jail, he wasn't a godly man. Y'all see what I'm saying? There's a difference between a good man and a godly man. A godly man is good, or, or a good man is good, but a godly man is great. And God wants some greatness out of us, folks. Let me say that again. God wants some greatness out of us. A good man operates out of his head, but a godly man operates out of his heart because God, somewhere along the line, changed his heart. A good man may have an identity, but a godly man identifies with Jesus Christ. A good man has a potential to do good things because of society, but a godly man has a potential to do great things because he's hooked up with the resources of heaven. A good man has a vision for life, but a godly man has a mission for eternity. Y'all with me? I'm talking about difference. Hey, a godly man, studies more than just the DSM manual. A godly man studies more than just to be an engineer. A godly man studies more than just the, the, the ways of revenue and money. A godly man gets in the Word of God. And he studies a little deeper. He has a little more insights. David said in the Psalms, Shew me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. The Bible says in Psalm 18.30, As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a shield to all those that trust in Him. Amen. Not only is this way a good way, it's a godly way, but it's a gracious way. I'm glad it's a gracious way. I'm glad there are people I'm looking at this morning that are gracious people. They, they can be compassionate and forgiving and kind and helpful. The Bible says as God closed the Old Testament in the book of Malachi, He said, there's something I'm going to do. As I close the Old Testament and I begin to open the New Testament, I'm going to send my messenger before my face and he shall prepare the way of before me. 
and it'll be the Lord whom ye shall seek. God was closing down the law and the operation of the law and He was opening up a new age of grace. Thank God for grace. <laughs> and oh, but listen, in Mark chapter 1, John the Baptist steps out onto the pages of Scripture with a new message. It's not the message of the law. It's not the message of the letter. It's the message of grace. And when he baptized the Lord Jesus Christ, he was standing there preaching, prepare ye the ways of the Lord and make His his paths straight. The messenger of God was pointing us down a new highway. Amen. Thank God. The Bible says John bear witness of him saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me, he said, is preferred before me, for he was before me. And all we have received his fullness Grace for grace, for the law was given by Moses, but mercy and grace came by Jesus Christ. Thank God for Christ this morning. Thank God for grace. What was the way that John was pointing? He was pointing to a man who said he was the way. He was pointing to a man whose name was Jesus. He was gracious. If you ever get on the gracious way, it won't be a holier-than-thou way. You ever get on the gracious way, it won't be a pharisaical way or an arrogant way or an egotistical way. His way is gracious. Jesus told his disciples in John 14, he said, Whither I go, you know, and the way, you know. And Thomas, that old doubter, saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and... How canst we know the way? Jesus said unto Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Can I tell you something as I close the message? At the intersection of life, don't you miss this. At the crossroads of life, when we stop and we see and we seek, Every road sign will point you to Jesus. At the intersection of life, there's a man who can put you on the right way when there's multiple choices, when there's ways to go. There's a man that can put you on the right way, and his name is Jesus Christ. When you need to know which way to go and you stand and you see and you seek, you seek the face of Jesus. When you need a decision to make, hey, you seek the face of Jesus. Maybe if you get off on the wrong road. Let me tell you something about getting off on the wrong road. You know what God will do if you get off on the wrong road? He'll put another intersection down there so you can get back on the right one. And if you get to that intersection and you'll seek, see the road sign that says Jesus and you'll see the Word of God that says this is the right way, praise God, you can get back on the right way. I get excited about that. Praise God. Have you failed? There's another intersection in life where you can get off the road of failure. Hey, have you sinned? There's another intersection in life that can get you off of the road of sin. Praise God. If you'll just follow the right signs, if you'll just stop and see and seek for the old way and ask for the old path and the good way, hey, there's a way to get back on the road to heaven. Praise God. Amen. He said, I'm the way. The Bible says there's a new and a living way.
I'm not, I'm not on a dead way this morning. I'm on a living way. I'm not on a depressed way. I'm on a happy way. Amen. Amen. I'm not on the way to deception. I'm on the way to divine intervention. Praise God. I'm glad this morning I've chosen the way. There's a new and a living way. Boy, I, t I tell you a verse that just really blesses my heart when I think about this way. The Bible says that Jesus Christ blotted out the ordinances of handwritings that was against us and took it out of the way and nailed it to his cross. <laughs> you see, one day I was headed on a road to hell. One day I was headed on a road where the law could not save me. Those ordinances, I could have kept every ordinances in there. I could have been a good man and went straight to hell. But the Bible says he took all of those ordinances, all of that Old Testament law, all of that Levitical stuff that I couldn't even half understand. And the Bible says he took it out of the way and he nailed it to his cross and he cleared my way to salvation. He cleared my way to be washed in the blood. He cleared my way. Praise God. Thank God for something he's took out of the way. Every head bowed and every eye closed. The way of the Lord is the cross. The Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Maybe this morning you're a good person. There's a lot of good people in hell. Maybe you're trying to be a good neighbor. There's a lot of good neighbors in hell. Maybe you're trying to be a good person citizen of the country praise God for it but there's a lot of good citizens on the road to hell the only way to get off of that road is to come to Jesus Christ he's the one who said he was the way he's the one who shed his blood he's the one whose cross can get you out of the roadway you're on he's the one who can get you off of the broad way and put you on the narrow way I want to ask you a question this morning. Would there be one here to say, Preacher, I'm lost. I don't know Christ as my Savior. Would you slip up your hand quickly and take it down? Nobody's looking around. Preacher, I'm lost. I don't know Christ. I'm on the wrong road, Preacher. I've failed. I've, I'm sinned. I've, hey, listen. We've all been there. But there's another way. It's the way of the Lord. What about you, Christian? I want you to stop. Now, we're going to stop. I'm going to speak to you for just a minute. We're going to stop at this intersection, Christian. Right now with your head bowed and your heart stilled, I don't want you to get your mind on what you're having for dinner. I don't want to get your mind on what your plans are for the afternoon. I want you to take your mind off your afternoon nap for just a minute. Which crossroads are you at? Everybody here today is at a crossroad. Every Christian here has to make a decision. You've got to make a decision to get rid of some things in your life that you know are not godly. 
You've got to make a decision to get off of this road that you're traveling. You may be a Christian, but maybe you got deceived back there. Maybe you came to that intersection and you didn't stop. You barreled right through it and got on the wrong road. Maybe you came to that intersection and you didn't see. You didn't look around and you got on the wrong road. Maybe you got to that intersection and you didn't seek. You didn't seek God. You didn't seek counsel. You didn't seek the Word of God. And you made a decision and now you're on the wrong road. Right now, while you're still, I want you to make a decision to get on the right road. Say, preacher, I need to make that decision this morning. Would you slip up your hand? Preacher, I need to make a decision to get back on the right road. I know I've been going the wrong way. God's been convicting me. Slip up your hand quickly. Take it down. Anybody? God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Slip up your hand quickly. Take it down. Preacher, I need to get on another way. I need to get on God's way. I want you to make that decision this morning. It's decision time. Which road will you take from here? The altar's open. I'm going to close it in just a minute. I'm going to close our service. Where will today's crossroad take you? Listen, God puts you in this service. God puts you at this intersection. God gave you this message as a sign. Are you going to go headlong and headstrong through it? Are you going to stop? And consider, are you going to see what's around you? Are you going to get on the good way, the right way? I think of this. I'm through with the invitation. You can look this way. I think of this. In Matthew chapter number 2, the wise men, they already made up. These, these men were wise. They'd studied the scriptures. They'd already made up their mind which way they were going. And the Bible says that the Lord came to them and told them to go a different way. I wonder if God sent me this morning to tell you, just as the, doesn't mean you're dumb, doesn't mean you're unwise, just means maybe you've made a wrong choice, maybe you're going the wrong way. God sent me this morning to tell you to stop, see, and seek. Choose the right way.